Hi, and welcome back to Working It Out. I am Lewis. And I'm Ben. And uh, yeah, in this one, we're going to talk about, um, we're going to talk about stress a little bit. I know Ben's had a pretty stressful week. <laughs> yes, I have. Um, but right now, like, how, how are you, mate? How's your week been? It's been a tough week. It's been, a, yeah, definitely a challenging week. Uh, lots of unexpected problems that have come up, I guess. Um, but we're at Friday, and I'm still here, so... <laughs> Have That's, you got to work after this? Are you done? Uh, Bear in mind it's yeah, half think, four now. I think I'm done. Okay. I think I'm pretty much done now. Yeah. Emotionally. Yeah. You, you're, oh, you're away this weekend though, aren't you? I have. So I've got, got a weekend. Good stuff to yeah. do. Seeing some friends, some downtime, a bit of time just to yeah, not have to think about work stuff, which will be a nice relief after, yeah, definitely a, a tough week. Two hard weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Um, anything else happened this week? Obviously you've had team member off. Yeah, team member off, so picking up some, some of the work there. And yeah, just as I say, a few a few curveballs thrown in there, here and there. Um, but yeah, as I say, we got through it and just hopeful for a much smoother week next week. How about yourself? How's your week been? My week has been pretty easy. I can't lie. <laughs> I feel bad to say it, but it's actually been all right. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been fairly quiet, but it comes with its own trouble. Like, you know, sometimes... I, I definitely feel really guilty. Well, I definitely feel guilty if I have a quiet week, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Because the whole reason you're self-employed is you start off like, oh, I'm going to give myself more time and I have flexibility. But then if, if I haven't got anything to do or even if I've got stuff to do and I'm like, no, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to like chill, I do feel guilty about it. But um, You feel like you should be doing something with that time, I yeah. guess, don't you? Yeah. And I'm bad for what well, I always front load my week. So like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm like 12 hours a day. And then Thursday, feel burnt out, um, nothing to do. Yeah. Uh, well, not nothing to do, but like I'm, I'm just broken normally. But I just like it that way because I like having the opportunity to do less stuff towards the end of the week. But um, but yeah, been a pretty good week. Um, got High Rocks next week. Yes. Saturday. So looking forward to that. And how's the prep been? It's been all right. Yeah. It's been all right. Like I think because obviously me and Zoe are doing it together. Mm-hmm. I think she's a little bit. I mean, I guess we're both a little bit apprehensive, but it's like the first go. Like, we've got no one to race. We've both got, like, this idea of time that we want to get to. But I don't think we could have done any more. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty fine with it. I'm pretty excited for it. I've seen a couple of people sharing uh, about the High Rocks stuff yeah. recently. Um, yeah, I saw someone the other day who tagged and I saw it said High Rocks. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks, it looks like it's going to be a tough challenge. Yeah, yeah. It's taken off at the minute. Like, yeah. everyone... I don't know if it's just because I've entered it, but you see it all over the place now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I see like, there's loads of um, classes around Norwich that started doing like high rocks classes. Yeah. Which, you know, it's just a, it's just like high intensity workouts really, but it's good. I think there was like 10,000 people went to the London one. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of competitors. And just remind me what the format is. So it's, um, it's like a like a fitness and kind of a strength event. It's a little bit like, I guess it's a little bit like CrossFit. CrossFit yeah. yeah, but you do, there's eight events um, and in between each event, there's a 1K run. So the eight events are a ski erg, um, sled push, sled pull, rower, um, burpees, sandbag lunges, warbles. I'm missing one. I can't remember what the other one is. It's not good. Some cruel exercises in there yeah. as well. Maybe that was eight. I think that was eight. Yeah, that was eight. It's a real full body, yeah. like, big compound movements, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. pretty uh, pretty brutal. But I think the main bit is like the running, because obviously yeah. you've got to run 8K and you're running fatigued. So there's been a big focus on the run because I hadn't really done a lot of running. I'm actually really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we focused on that. And because we're doing doubles, we're going to get a little bit more rest. Because you take it in turns, or you can you can share the events, but you both do the run. So it's important if we can get as fit as possible on the run, we're going to save quite a lot yeah. of time. So yeah, looking forward to that. Had a good couple of sessions today, double session today. Um, once in the morning, once in the evening, or once in the afternoon. Lucky you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah it's been it's been a it's been a pretty good week. Yeah. For me, I don't know if good. it's like the same. You seem to always be crazy busy at the minute, which is a good thing, I guess. Yeah, but um, I have weeks where I'm like pulling my hair out, and then weeks where I've got 
much less to do. I guess that's just the nature of it. Yeah, I think at the moment, it, it just try and load up as much as possible all the time anyway. And obviously trying to bring in new clients all the time. Yeah, yeah. And then going back to other people that we've worked with, you know, how's, how's things going? Can we move things forward on some of the bits, you know, we might have talked about before. It's obviously just a difficult time as well. Yeah. Definitely seeing, you know, the, the sort of signs that the economy is not in a good place. Um, with just actually walking around Norwich at the moment, I don't know if really? you've noticed, uh, even on, on where we are here on this, on this road where the office is, Harley Davidson's just gone opposite. Is it? They've shut closed. Down? Yeah, they've been there for no years. Way. Apparently, they've moved. I, I don't know if they've left Norwich altogether. Then there's a place next door, which was a hair salon, closed like the same week. That's mad. So just on this road alone, there's quite a few empty premises, yeah. which is obviously just a sign of the times. So yeah, yeah, it's it's a challenging time. So it's why we're just constantly going yeah. after as much as possible. Like, I think times now, like, I remember someone saying to me, like, before, like, at the end of the day, like, have you done everything that you could have done today? You know, especially when times are really tough, because you've got to think that someone's not going to be doing that. Yeah. You've got, you know, you've got to get ahead of them. Yeah, that's why I fall into that trap at weekends. Yeah, yeah, you need to be careful as well, though. Yeah, exactly. You can burn out. I'm there thinking, all right, well, someone else isn't working today, so here's an opportunity I can... Yeah. I can, you know, yeah, send out a few outreach messages or yeah. or have a look at some strategy on LinkedIn, whatever it might be, yeah, yeah. Um, just to try and, again, get ahead and use that time. But then it's definitely, as you say, it's trying to find that balance and not, yeah, yeah just be completely 100% focused on work all the time. So that's why something like this weekend, really looking forward to catching up with some friends who I don't get to see that often. Yeah, and just forget about work. You'll feel yeah. so much better on Monday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I actually feel like I've had a nice rest. So I'm looking forward to that. I think with... Um like recession, like the more you think about it, the harder it will, like the worse it be. Because yeah. I, I feel like, I think you said last week, they've only just admitted that we're in recession, but it feels like we've been in it for a while, doesn't it? Yeah, 100%. Like cost of living, you know, the, the price of like heating, all of that. Petrol. Petrol, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What I noticed though, you, you never hear when the petrol goes down. Like it's always like, oh, petrol's going up again. It's like, yeah. Especially in this country, everything... A lot of the time these things are happening, but it sells a newspaper or whatever nice. if it's like makes sort of fear mongering, isn't it? My Definitely. dad is the absolute worst for watching yeah. the news twenty four seven. And I'll go around there and he's like, Oh, did you hear about this murder? <laughs> and I'm like he's <laughs> like mom. genuinely upset about it. And I'm like, Why do you sit and watch this news? Like, why do you do this to yourself? He's yeah. like, I get so upset. And I'm like, You do realise you're like falling into a trap like this is a business, like they know you're gonna sit and watch this because it's bad news plays on people's emotions yeah. and they get invested in it and yeah. yeah yeah definitely like there's nothing me and you can do about hard times right now so you've just got to try not to think about it do the best you can yeah because it will come around again so yeah yeah don't know how we ended up on that part no it's good it's <laughs> good anyway so like we're going to talk about stress today um so the first question like i've, I've put like a few points together so they don't get too um distracted but the first one like zoe said about this actually is stress always a bad thing? No, 100% not. Um, again, it's, I feel if you can manage it, yeah, then that's the key and knowing how to manage it. I think you need a certain level of, not necessarily, not necessarily sure if stress is the right word, but pressure yeah. on yourself, especially when you're either trying to grow a business or push yourself on particular objectives. And stress can be a sign that you're doing things to move things forward, you know, and, and that things are probably progressing. So, yeah, stress isn't always a bad thing, a certain level of stress, but making yeah. sure it's managed. I think it, like, encourages action, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I, when I was younger, I mean, I'm still pretty relaxed, but I remember everyone just like, oh, you're so relaxed all the time. And now I'm like, it probably wasn't a good thing because I was so unam unambitious. I, you know, I didn't think I was capable of anything and maybe having that stress... Yeah. Then, all that pressure would have would have actually helped me out. So, it's not always a bad thing. It's just about management, isn't it? I think it can build resilience. Yeah. As well. So, I find that when it's been a really tough week, but you know you've got to get the job done anyway. Yeah. There's a certain point where you just think, look, I've just got to keep going through, push through this. You know, it will come through the other side. Um, and there's there's a, I, I quite like a lot of what Gary V says, and. I've, I try and remind myself of some of the things which I read when it's good times in the bad times. Yeah. And he talks a lot about, you know, macro and micro failures and things like that. Let the micro failures sort of power you every day. 
and unless it's macro, you know, you're still alive, you haven't lost your business, yeah. you know, you haven't lost a relationship, those are all macro things. If it's micro things, learn from them, improve, and they kind of move it forward. So that's kind of how I try and reinforce it. But yeah, obviously there's times where when you're in it, it feels pretty horrible. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely builds resilience. That's yeah. what I've found. Um, and a week like this week has definitely built some resilience. <laughs> Last two weeks, mate. Last couple of weeks has definitely built resilience. Yeah. 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 I like I couldn't agree more. Um, so, where or if if it happens to you, would you say that stress comes out in your life? Like, where would you say that it comes out? Like, for myself, um, if I'm really struggling with something, it's really stressing me out. I like automatically want to keep it to myself and like suffer in silence. Yeah, on the same. Um, and I'll like want to stew on my bad mood and yep. won't want to tell anyone about it. Um, does it come out like positively or negatively anywhere else for you or physically so, maybe? So both, I would say. Um, so I can probably break that down in two sides in on the, for people kind of, I try and put on a brave face, I guess. And I've always tried to, to be, you know, in appearance, I guess, like everything's calm, everything's good. Even if actually deep down, I'm really stressed about stuff. Okay. That's just me. I've, I've learned that about myself. But I guess to people I'm close with, they will be aware. I might get a little bit within myself. A bit quiet. A bit quiet, yeah. Might not be myself and not as outgoing or talkative, I guess. So they probably notice it more. Um, and and then I kind of get reminded of that and I can kind of work through it from there and then, oh, well, actually, yeah, I'm really worried about this and then I'll share it. But I guess I'm not a natural sharer, so I don't come in and I'm go. the same. Yeah. Whereas, but now what I have found is being kind of as a kind of working together with someone every day because you've business got a business partner, partner so you yeah. have to share it don't you exactly and you can't not so when you're in that office environment and it feels like the sort of safe place where i don't have to talk about anything else apart from the work stuff really yeah that's the place where you can share that and i can be more open with it and just go oh you know god this is really frustrating me <laughs> yeah. today and swear and yeah, yeah, get annoyed and be really blunt about it and then actually that helps because when you leave the office space I feel like I do leave a lot of that with me. It doesn't mean that I'm not thinking about it in some way. Yeah. And but... he's going to be in exactly the same position, isn't he? Yeah. He's going to, know he, he's going to be feeling the exact same thing. Exactly. Yeah. And it feels like you're going through it together. You know, there's times where you look at each other and go, oh, really? Like, why did that have to happen? But you're talking about it. You're sharing it. And that, yeah. that helps. Um, but yeah, I think physically, I tend to find when I'm stressed, I probably, again, end up, if it, again, if it's work-based or whatever it might be I end up kind of going to this point where um I probably again don't feel motivated for like going to the gym yeah and I then have to really push through that and that's been this week it's been it's although it's been a stressful week I guess on reflection at this stage it's been too easy to go oh I won't go to the gym yeah and I mean I have been let's say super busy but I, I could have found moments yeah. when I reflect on it to have gone and done that so that's something I need to work on yeah it's so common for us to like when we when we are stressed to stop doing the things that we that would make us feel better yeah like and it I, even i'm guilty of it like sometimes especially with like walking i'll be like like fuming about something and the last thing i want to do is like walk the dog for example yeah. I'm like, oh, i just need to finish this before i go anyway i'll go and walk and then like 20 minutes later i'm like oh, i actually feel better i double down on whatever it might be that's causing the stress like, i try and resolve it, it yeah and go sort of so far into that that then it takes me away from doing things that would probably help if I stepped away yeah and I've, again something I've really worked on recently is again with the walks you know stepping away going for a walk 20 minutes out coming back and feeling refreshed yeah because you can actually refocus better can't you yeah because I don't know like you might spend like 45 minutes raging trying to concentrate on something but you could walk go for a 15 minute walk you know get a drink or something and then with a clear head fix it in 15 you, you, you could absolutely you could. with um like keeping stuff to yourself would you say that you keep it to yourself to protect others or because like Zoe always thinks that I think she thinks that if I'm fuming about something I don't want to talk about it because I'm trying to like protect her but for me I'm just like I can't be bothered to talk about it because I'm I'm using up so much energy in my head or like so I think it's I think I tell myself that it's because I'm protecting someone else. I don't want to burden them with the right. problem. I think that's what I would tell myself. And I think 
oh, well, I don't want to, you know, you know, they always say a problem shared is a problem halved. Yeah. In my head, I think, no, that's not true. I'm just going to, they'll get stressed if I tell them about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm really worried about the financial situation with this. Yeah. And now they've got that burden and then they're going to worry about it. Whereas actually in reality, I think a lot of the time I've thought about it so much, I then want to do anything else but talk about it more. Yeah, I definitely feel like that yeah. sometimes. Sometimes I'll be like, because sometimes you get really something like, you know, you'll think, I don't know, like the, like the financial side. Sometimes I'll have a few clients leave and I'll be like, oh my God, like I'm screwed. Like, But in my head, I'm like, you're not screwed. Like it's going to be absolutely fine. But I don't want to tell anyone about that because they're going to tell me I'm going to be absolutely fine. Yeah. And I'm like... Something will turn up. Yeah, and I'm like... You never know who's going to call tomorrow. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I just want to be angry at the moment. Leave yeah. it. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, 100%. Okay. We're, we're definitely similar in that part. Yeah. Um, I always try... I guess I've just always conditioned myself. I think I've always been the same, actually, to try and, like a swan glide on the top but underneath <laughs> your legs are getting mad and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and it's all yeah really stressful but try and just appear because I guess I always think that way it just feels more professional yeah and again it's like fake it till you make it isn't it yeah and, and even in even with people family and friends again just going back to what you said it's oh don't you know don't make a scene don't yeah, make people feel sorry for you or have that conversation so yeah. I think with me as well like a lot of people still don't really know what I actually do so like someone asked, like some of my family, especially if they're a little bit older, they'll ask, like, how's things? And I can't... I you still like, at that gym? Like, yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're fine. Because if I, if I say no, no, like, oh, it's been a shit week, I'm like, I've got to try and explain, like, why. And uh, it's like, oh, I, just, I just need a break. Like, I've come here for, like, to talk about something else. Do you know what I mean? I get that, though, as well, because people yeah. say to me, oh, so, so what is it? What, what do you what, do? What, what do you do with that? And... Oh yeah, so it's building the socials and you know they they get yeah. all the right words in, but they've got no idea, no idea what the day to day stuff looks like. And no. yeah, that's just. What about like physically? Do you like struggle with your sleep, anything like that? Sleep is usually pretty consistent, apart from last night. I had a yeah, obviously yeah. A, I don't know maybe I was stressed last night and moving maybe, around yeah. a lot because I've woken up with the worst backache and shoulder <laughs> pain. But no, most of the time my sleep's pretty consistent. That's good. And even if I don't get much sleep, I don't feel like I suffer for that. So sleep's good. That's good. Food, again, I, in the past, food was probably something where I would have eaten rubbish food to try and kind of soothe, soothe myself yeah, yeah. or comfort eat or whatever. But even now, that tends to be better. That's good. So it doesn't help. That's positive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, um, I don't sleep that well anyway. Like, I have to be careful with my sleep. I sleep well, but like... I have to like make sure I go to bed at the same time and like that sort of thing. Have a very set routine almost. Yeah, and I'm a really light sleeper, so if it's noisy or if it's hot, or like see, things. I'm different there. I go out like a log. Oh, I don't, just I don't. So I have to be like careful. But what I do get, I get, I dream and have nightmares all the time anyway. But like if I'm really stressed, I have a lot. Maybe I've maybe I've something wrong with me or something. But <laughs> that's something that um, that that happens to me. But like physically, you I'm, don't eat a lot of cheese before bed, though. No, yeah. to be fair, no. Um, but yeah. Um, so what, when do you find are the most stressful times? Is it like always from a work perspective? I think it is for me. Yeah. Always from a work perspective. It's pretty consistent. Yeah. It feels like there's a certain level, like a baseline of stress all the time. Yeah. Which is focused around, you know, managing projects that you've got going on, the feeling of building a pipeline and having new work come in. So you've always yeah. working at least four weeks ahead. And then responsibility of staff, you've got that well. side of things as well. Yeah. And I think the other thing which I really find is another stress. So I've tried to do as much networking as possible, but I always feel like I'm not doing enough. And I'll yeah. see people sharing things or events. And I'm thinking, oh, I could have gone to that or should I be there? And I'm missing out on those things. And then that builds a certain level of stress that, again, oh, I haven't got the time for this stuff. Yeah. Uh, so that's probably another sort of little stress point. But yeah, as a certain level, as I say all the time, and then you'll get problems come up or things that you're not expecting on top of the normal workload, for example, or as I say, someone being off and like week, yeah. and covering all of that side of things is definitely another that that like addition. baseline of stress is the is the good and part good, good and bad part of it. I think like yeah. as soon as you run your own business, there's that baseline of stress of like I've got to do this expectation and stuff, and that's the addictive part. I think yeah. Um, 
yeah, it's the reason, I guess it's part of the reason why you want to why do it anyway. It, yeah. yeah, because you want to be in control of things and you want to be in control of your own destiny, whatever you want, however you want to describe it. But that also brings that level of responsibility. It brings that level of, yeah, stress, anxiety. So there's, there's yeah, it's, it's a good feeling when things are good. But then I guess everything feels slightly heightened when you're going through either tough times or there's, you know, things don't go as you've planned. Yeah. You feel that, again, that'd be much more than if you were an employee in a business. Yeah, because you don't give a shit once you leave, well, do you? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, again, a lot of people have jobs. You can leave it as soon as you walk out the door. Yeah. Which I guess helps, whereas you can't do that when you're in your business. No. You, uh, you eat, sleep, breathe every moment of it. I think for me as well, it's like the expectation of my clients as well. Yeah. So like my clients come for me, come to me for a result. Yeah. So that's, that's pressure for me. Like I know that if they do what I ask them to do, they're going to get that result, but it's up to me to problem solve to make sure they do it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so is it like that expectation is like my reputation as well? Yeah. You know? I think that's the thing. So when I look at your, you know, your, your model for how you do things, I'm kind of envious of that because effectively it's quite simple in that you give them the information and the guidance, if they yeah. follow it, it will work. Yeah. It sounds simple. Obviously, there's a lot of factors that come into that because there will be reasons why it can't always work for them in a certain way. Things always come up in life anyway. But I guess, as you say, you plan it, they stick to it, it works. Whereas I find sometimes there's kind of third party things get involved. Yeah. You know, you're, you're trying to manage a project for someone, you're trying to build a social account, they don't supply content. And then you've got to try and find where, you know, there's yeah. loads of things where it doesn't always feel like you have complete control over it. You're doing more than one job really, aren't you? Yeah. Or a lot of jobs. Yeah. I think for me, I think like, yeah, there's, it's, it's difficult because although I know if they follow the plan, which is flexible, or it can be flexible, that they will get the result. But because, you know, a lot of people I work with have struggled with their weight or struggled with like routine and exercise and you know that sort of thing for so long they might think that it's not working for a different reason and the easiest thing for them to blame is me or the program do you know what I mean of course um so that's like the problem solving bit for me and that's where like you know it's my like my name on the line because the and and you can't like you can't blame people like you know if they come to me for a result and I haven't managed to work out their issues then you know, they... And that's the thing, isn't it? Clients don't always look at it and actually reflect on themselves and think, no. did I, maybe no. I didn't give my all or no. maybe I didn't follow that or maybe I didn't track my calories properly and yeah. maybe I said I went to the gym that day and I, whatever it might be. You have they... to be a self-aware person to yeah. do that. Yeah. And, and, and like weight loss and fitness and stuff is so personal and there's so much like emotion behind it. It's the thing because it's, obviously it's, it's client and you're obviously providing a service but I think sometimes people don't look at it as a two-way relationship and it does require that give and take on both sides, yeah. Yeah, yeah. being honest with each other. And that's, and again, that's what I find you're dealing with clients and sometimes there'll be objections about things or, oh, I've noticed we haven't had much of this type of content go out. Or, and you think, well, at the you same time, you haven't needed. provided that. You know, we'll often say to clients, here's, here's some ideas. If you can come up with this content and provide it to us, this is what we want to get out. And we will yeah. give them all of the tools basically to do that. Just need their face on something. And sometimes that doesn't they come through. Do and, and again, they probably don't look at that as their part. So it's difficult. Yeah. We've both, we've talked about this before where someone will come to you for a specific result. But for me, especially, I, I've worked with people that have come to me and they think they just give me the money and they get that. Yeah, they don't need to put anything in. They won't reply to them to my messages. You know, I'll find out that they've been going out for like drinks like four <laughs> days a week, which is fine. But like, let you know there's, <laughs> if there's no honesty. Yeah, don't get upset like about not getting results. Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, oh, I heard a really good phrase about it once, but it was like, I don't want to butcher it. I'm gonna I'm gonna move on. I can't remember it. I don't want to butcher <laughs> Come back it. To that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, mainly like, it, it's just like work times, but oh, it is kind of addictive. It is kind of like in, in terms of being self-employed. Um, so a big one, um, what do you do to reduce stress personally? And, um, firstly, what is your like impulse? Like, what do you want to do straight away? Cause I thought this would be like exciting. 
exciting, interesting subject. The first thing that I probably do, which I touched on before, is I double down on whatever the problem is. Yeah. And I sort of start digging a hole to try and sort that problem out and start, my brain starts going crazy. Right, what do I need to do? Who do I need to talk to? What, you know, trying to find an action there and then. Yeah. I've always tried to resolve a problem straight away, kind of first line of, of impact and try and, yeah, find, find the, the way of resolving that issue. So, but what ends up happening is I then get really into my own head and that's when I probably start to become closed off. Yeah. I try and now manage that by, again, sharing that, especially with my, with my business partner. Um, so if we're talking about work-related stress, again, sharing, talking about it, basically venting out what the problem is. And then we can put something together. Can you ever, like, plan. can you ever, like, pass it on to him? Yeah, is it- there are times. Yeah. And again, he'll do the same. If I look over and I can see those visible signs of stress, <laughs> yeah. everything all right? You know, oh, let me take a look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Just and like a fresh pair of eyes. Exactly. So that definitely helps. And But before I probably didn't do that, I might have, that's something that's come over time. I might have just yeah. sat there, stewed on it, and then got up and, again, shown more signs of visible frustration. Yeah, yeah. And then we would have looked at something together. So, yeah, trying to just move on quicker and find a resolution with somebody else definitely helps. And now I've got a team, again, cascading that down, not the stress necessarily, but just giving out more of, you know, giving them more opportunity to take on more, I guess. That's definitely helped. Do you ever get any like negative thoughts though? What I mean is like, for example, like I, I will sometimes be like, Rage. Oh, I'm, I'm just, yeah. Or I'll be like, I'm going, I'm just going to get like a crate of beers. I know you're not really a drinker though. No. So sometimes, I don't, or I, I'll be like, tonight I'm getting McDonald's or like, I want to eat or like, I don't do these things anymore, but that's something I used to do a lot. Yeah. You know, back in the day. There probably are times but where I do I, that, yeah, where I'll go, oh, I'm just going to, right, I'm going to go get, yeah, yeah, some some bad food. Or like, and, even like, I'm going to buy something. Yeah. Or like, I definitely have those thoughts still. And I know that's what a lot of people, you know, the amount of people that will go and have a cigarette or, yeah. and I'm not like blaming these people at all. Like, I think we all cope with it in different ways. I, but like, I have done that before. Yeah. I'm not sure if I have recently. One thing I used to do actually, if things had been slightly hard, and maybe it might have been financially, and then all of a sudden I managed to save some money up, I'd then go, oh, I'm going to reward myself. Yeah. But probably not in the moment, but after I try and reward myself, I'm going to buy a new pair of trainers, whatever it might have been, because I've earned it. Yeah. And it was then like some form of gratification. Yeah. Which, yeah, I haven't done that recently. As I say, I've been so in the moment and trying to sort, but again, they're micro problems. These aren't big, yeah, big yeah. stresses. Um, I think when I've had big life stresses, I was probably yeah more likely to shut myself away, you know, as I say, comforty, whatever that might have been. Yeah. Um, and then again, I, I probably wouldn't have been feeling motivated to go and do some exercise. I probably would have made an excuse to not play football that week, something like that. Yeah. That has definitely got better. Yeah, yeah. But, I think it's one of the hardest things to get out of those habits because I, I definitely, I have clients now that are like, oh, I had an awful day at work. I'm not going to train today or, you know, something's happened. Um, or they won't tell me because they're worried I'm going to be like, no, you've got to do it. Tell them off. <laughs> yeah, it, it takes time. Like you've just got to slowly teach yourself that like doing positive things actually feels better. Because I, I definitely still have times where I'll be like, where I'll just go and buy a load of food and eat it. Like that yeah. was, you know, if you've got, a, you know, from a food perspective, if, you, if you've if you always, or if, you, if you're the kind of person that would like eat a load of food or, drink some alcohol or something that is always going to happen occasionally yeah like you're never going to get rid of it but yeah i've definitely got close friends who would look at like alcohol for example and they would yeah. after a tough day at work they go home and oh, i'm gonna have a couple of drinks to kind of unwind yeah um so that just... seems no offense to these people it seems mad to me now yeah whenever like i've gone through really hard times i've always not drunk now i remember when i was like I don't know, in my teen, like late teens, like probably like girl troubles and stuff, go out and get absolutely like destroyed drunk. Yeah. Just to try and really yeah, just clear all thought of yeah. that bad moment. Yeah. And then now, like if I had a really, if something really bad happened to me, I'd be like, there's no way I'm drinking. You'd go to a high rocks. Yeah, I'm focusing on something positive because <laughs> I, know, for I know that it just like, like it leads to spiral. Yeah. But um, I, I definitely know like I have clients and, and other people that will be like, you know, 
especially when I start working with people, quite often they'll have like a drink every day. Right, okay. Which just seems just seems cra- crazy to me. Now. I looked at it as empty calories. Yeah, just, yeah. it's not even from a calorie perspective. <laughs> I just, I that's all I That's all I see. Because I guess I've never had, uh, like some people obviously come home, have a glass of wine. Yeah. And that, that's a really nice moment for them. And it's part of, you yeah. know, enjoying life. Or again, going to the pub on a Saturday, having a few beers. Yeah. Whatever. I've never had that. So no. to me, again, if I've ever drunk before, it was as a social, yeah, as a social occasion. thing and it'd be a special occasion. So it's just, yeah, it's alien to me. But now I look at it and I just think, yeah, now because I track calories and I try and do all of that, I'm trying to get as much as I can in. Yeah. I'm trying to best yeah while you're dieting. Life. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking, no, I don't want to waste it with anything like that. Right. So that wouldn't cost my mind, but I can see how it would for other people. Yeah. I think when I was younger, especially kind of as a like early teenager, as a chubby kid, I would have... If I was yeah upset about something, I was more likely to eat some sweets. Yeah, and then but again, I learned from that, and I could see that was a negative spiral. And yeah, I just yeah. decided at some point, this is I don't, I don't want to continue down this road. And I'm lucky that actually that I learned that at the right moment because I think it would have been much harder as you go through your teens into your early twenties, for example. You can just end up on a very negative path yeah. that way. So and, I, and you're almost using it as a crutch. Uh, yeah, I think that's what like for me, I'm like. If I needed to have a drink every evening, I'd be like, oh, like I want to break that. You know, that's, yeah. you know, I don't want to, it's not, I wouldn't say it's like alcohol, like, I wouldn't say it's like addiction, it's not alcoholism, I don't think. But yeah, it's something. Yeah, it's like, a level, isn't it? Yeah. By the way, nothing against alcohol. I um, I like beers, but yeah. I try to drink for a good, like, for a positive. That's what yeah. I think about. Like, if I'm going to have a few, like, I had a couple of drinks um, for like the first time since I got back. From holiday the other day, had some friends come up and it was like a really positive experience. I think that if you feel like you're doing it because you're stressed or because you're sad or anything like that, that's when you need to like trying to yeah. If you're, if you're using it to try and remedy something, yeah. that's where it can be- definitely become a negative because yeah. again, any moment that you then might feel negative, you're more likely to go go to it. Go to it yeah, yeah. And I guess it's the same for like drugs and stuff as well. Yeah, and um, food. Yeah. So actually, one of my clients or one of my old clients, Ed, um, did say, he said, um, which is kind of on this topic, he said, how do you recognize emotional eating and tips to manage it? So I've had, you know, I think most people that have ever struggled with their weight will struggle with this to some degree. I think that normally, like in my experience, you don't notice that you've emotionally eaten until you've finished. Like once you've decided you're going to eat something, I'm definitely this person. There ain't no stopping it. Like, I agree. Yeah. You know, if I just, if I've decided I'm going to have a takeaway, I'm having it. Yeah. And then afterwards I might think, Oh, I only ate that because I was pissed off or stressed or something. Um, that's step one, because you've realized that you've done it. Tips to manage it is just to give yourself a chance to, um, basically don't try and don't try to think that you're ever going to, Get, get it perfect because you're always going to do this um, and we said this a minute ago you will always do this sometimes for the rest of your life which is absolutely fine you just want to focus on making it happen less so if you do this three times a week let's try and make it happen twice a week um, which is a win and then you will find that you will get you'll get stronger um, and then um, it might only happen like once a month or you know, once every couple of weeks and it becomes a much negative, much less of a negative experience. Um, and the other one, the other, the other part to that is like, think about things that we've already spoke about that um, relieve stress that aren't food. Yeah. Like exercise, meditation, watching football, yeah. <laughs> whatever your jam is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Finding more positive outlets, I guess. I think uh, I know that when food, yeah, food gets involved with stress, I, all it ends up, all I end up doing is beating myself up about it afterwards, and you have to try and do the equation and decide was it worth it for the aftermath of how you then feel about it, and then all the stuff you go through, punishing yourself or because again I've got some friends who will do that. They'll eat something really bad and then they'll really push themselves harder in the gym. Yeah. And then they'll really they'll feel kind of dead that next day because they went so hard in the gym. Yeah. And it's just, it's a sort of, it's a negative spiral because they ate something bad. Then they went, oh, I've got to do a hundred extra calories today and burn that off. And then they feel tired and empty. And then they're more likely to then go around in that circle and eat something bad again to try and... A hundred percent. Try and undo it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something that I, I always did, 
or I did for a long time was like I'd eat a load of food on one day. Say say my calorie total was like two thousand. I'd eat like three or four thousand, and then I'd be like, it's okay because what I'll do for the rest of the week is I'll just eat twelve hundred, and then I'd yeah. eat twelve hundred for like one day, and I'd be miserable and starving, and then I'd eat like back oh, maybe to 3, I, yeah back to three thousand, <laughs> yeah. and I I wasn't making progress. I wasn't learning. So I always say this to clients now. They'll be like, oh, I really messed up, but I'm going to eat less for the rest of the week. I'm like, no, you just get back on with the plan. Like, it's not going to make a big difference. You know, you can't mess up that badly. I still, in all the time that I've been coaching, I've never found anyone that is as greedy as I was and can be if I like <laughs> went off the rails. Yeah. So like, there's only so much damage you can do. And, and you will get much better if you just get back on with the plan the next day. As you said before to me, because I've definitely been guilty of that, again when I've tried to uh, count calories or be on a diet whatever it might be and you've had a moment where it might be that you go out for a meal and you get there and end up eating and you actually then track it and think oh I'm way over now yeah like five six hundred even a thousand calories over whatever yeah. that might be and then the next day or the next for the rest of the week I'd be thinking I'd be very conscious of it and I'd be trying yeah. to do things to kind of counteract that whereas now you said something really key to me very early on, which was about the consistency. So one day of bad food will not ruin and undo everything. Just like one good day on the other side yeah. wouldn't also make a difference. So if you eat crap all the time and you don't do any exercise, then just now and again you do one thing, one day of exercise and good eating, not make a you're not going to see any results. No. So it's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. Which... But psychologically, we always tell ourselves yeah. a bad day undoes everything. So yeah. it's trying to get out of that mindset. You've got a buffer as well because people always forget. They think like, if you say you were tracking calories, they think, all right, um, if I go over, I'm straight away putting on fat. But you're not. You're in a deficit. You're dieting, which means that there's another. So say you're in like a 500 calorie deficit. You know, if you ate an extra 500 calories, you're not gaining any weight. You're just eating it at maintenance. So you're not losing weight that day. You're not losing fat that day. So you've got like a you've got like a buffer anyway. I yeah. think it's you know, and I would rather someone go out for dinner and enjoy it and just get back on with the plan. Exactly, so and not dwell on it. Yeah, and think about it too much because yeah. you're going to improve your relationship with food from that from that as well. Yeah. Um. So in terms of like positive things to reduce stress, what about um from like a business perspective? Do you have anything in place that helps to reduce stress? So for me something I do is I just write down everything I need to do in my notes folder. Um, Same. Yeah. And I write down what I've got to do on each day. Um, and then I'll write them down in order of like importance. Um, and then I literally use the green tick emoji and I just tick them all off. So I, I didn't used to do that. I used to think I've got a really good memory. I'll keep it on my head. Yeah. And all that ends up happening is your head gets filled with stuff yeah, and you can't yeah. think clearly. So something I learned from my business partner who writes everything down anyway, is the feeling of ticking something off. Oh, it's so good. It's a great feeling. Yeah. Putting a line through something and moving on to the next thing yeah. feels really good and it keeps you going, keeps you on track, keeps you motivated. So really simple thing, but I've tried to adopt that. There's this book called Eat the Frog. Have you ever heard of it? Yes, that? I have. Have you read it? I haven't read it. It's so so one of my clients who we're working with at the moment, who is a psychologist and coach, has, has told me about it and we'd spoken about it. You, and can, you can borrow it. It's, yeah. the, it's, the, it's really short. Um, and it's by this like I think he's quite an old guy but he's run loads of businesses and it was it was really good for it, it's like oh, I can't remember what, again I can't remember what the actual thing comes from it's like I think it's a saying where it's like um, if you've got to eat two frogs eat the big one first something like that yeah. just get it get it over with tackle it yeah so a big tip like for, for people that might be listening to this that are really busy and they've got so much on their mind Write a list of everything you've got to do, okay? That will feel better, number one. Put the most important thing at the top and then in order of importance, like when needs to be, what needs to be done first and just work your way down. Concentrate on two, like two or three things at a time. Like, you, you know, I could write a list of things that I've got to do for the next month, but I'll give myself like two to three key things to do per day. Um, and that really reduces overwhelm for me. I think... I do the same now. And the other thing which I find helps massively is communication, communicating with other people. So again, if it's something within a team in a workplace, again, share it out, 
talk about it, make sure yeah. everyone's on the same page. If it's going back to a client, you know, things are going to be delayed, whatever it might be, keep people updated, keep them in the loop. Because if you don't do that and you think, oh, I'll just try and smash this out, get it done. Yeah. And you're again up against a time frame, for example, then you're going to feel more stressed. It's going to build to it when actually sometimes just managing people's expectations, keeping everyone in the loop is all it needs. So, and again, you can do that in, on a, in, in personal life as well, rather than feeling, oh, I haven't got any time. So I'm going to go to that person, not reply to them, which I know some people do because yeah. they think they don't have to address that problem. Yeah. Actually, out of sight, out of mind. Exactly. Just tell people like, I'm having a, yeah, it's a tough time. I haven't got time at the moment. And just, yeah, I think it definitely it stops another stress being loaded on. So that would be a, a, a tip. Communicate as best as possible and share those things. Do you have um, like themed days? No, I wouldn't say so. Oh, okay. No. So I have like themed days, which works for me as well. Okay. So like, I'll have certain days where I do certain things like each week, because obviously each week's a little bit different, but like certain things will be on certain days, which helped me as well. Um, I want to get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. At the moment, as I say, like this week's been a, a firefighting week really. We do, we, it's something we try to build in from the start, but because we cover quite a diverse range of things, yeah, it's really hard to have a set day. And yeah, it's not like you can have one day where you reply to clients, exactly. So. Yeah, and then one day where you're looking at, say, SEO stuff, and then one day where you're looking at social media, it's kind of everything all at once. And that's the whole idea as we build our team and we grow, we're looking to have experts who obviously own as much of those things as possible and then can take more of an overseeing role. That will be yeah. key, and then that way I can start to break up my time to more like set themes and set yeah. days yeah, yeah that's the idea cool so in terms of stress i think i've covered everything i wanted to cover yeah is there anything you've missed anything i've missed i think we've gone quite deep into that yeah i think fair. we did as well yeah um the only other thing that causes me stress outside of all of that is football yes yes <laughs> and I, I really wish it didn't but it following following a football team passionately can make or break your it's week. Brutal, isn't it? <laughs> brutal. So we're both Arsenal fans, even though we both live in Norwich. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, I love it though. I, I actually used to hate football. Well, I didn't hate it, but I, I didn't get anything out of it. Um, and when I worked at um, the shop years ago, I was probably only like, well, I was probably like 25. Um, it was always quite quiet on a, like a Saturday afternoon, the guy I worked with used to do, he used to like bet on the football. Okay. And I downloaded like Bet365 and I used to do like one pound bets. Yeah. So I never got like, I'm not condoning gambling or anything like that, but I never got, I never got, <laughs> I never got like addicted or anything like that, but I used to do like one pound bets, like accumulators. Um, and my family's always been like Arsenal anyway. Yeah. So I, I got into it from doing like one pound bets. Um, and then I stopped doing that. And uh, yeah, I just got right into it. Yeah, again, would never condone gambling or uh, or recommend it. But I do know, same, a lot of people that have got into football or follow football or just even know what's going on and they know players and stuff because yeah. of that. And I think a lot of people do it and they then, they've got something, they're invested in it. So I know sometimes when, when I used to work before, it'd be a Monday night and it'd be Crystal Palace v Fulham. But everyone would be like, oh, are you watching the game tonight? Because... Fantasy football is another obviously big thing. Yeah. And if you do that kind of stuff, you end up watching Everyone these games. It, and you're invested because, you know, you've got some players, your captain or whatever, and there's yeah. bragging rights at work the next yeah, day, all yeah. that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I I wouldn't change the fact that I love football. and But as I say, it's not a good thing how much it can play on your emotions. It's, on a Saturday, I'm, I'm thinking two hours before kickoff, I start getting like butterflies in my do you, stomach do you and... get on there I, I go on twitter at like exactly an hour before it, what's the line yeah up? absolutely and then watch everyone arguing on twitter hour and a half before it. just in case anyone who's yeah, got the inside information yeah. has leaked the team apparently party's injured yeah like, oh, no, he's not with the squad he's not traveled with the squad today oh yeah. shit oh. and then i'm updating updating heather my partner i'm telling her <laughs> does she care yeah yeah she's to be fair she's really into oh, it we good. are we've become a football family now oh that's good and we do try and watch as many games as possible together but i'm there going oh can you believe it party's still not fit and yeah, and Jesus isn't in the squad today and I'm looking through all the pictures of they're coming off the team bus. Yeah, I mean, it's good because I kind of, it, it's a really positive thing to look forward to. It's something different, isn't it? Yeah, and then I find, and if, if, if they win and it's, especially after a few of the results recently, 6-0, 5-0, you're just buzzing after it and I want to then consume as much content after it and watch all the post-match reaction, all that stuff. And I definitely notice I can sort of start the week in a really positive way 
after that. Whereas if they've lost or, you know, there's been a really contentious decision, I'm sitting there se- like seething about it. I remember I went to bed like, oh, it must have been like two years ago or something after we'd lost to Man United. It might have been like a Monday or a Friday. I don't know. It might have been, a, I don't, it might have been, I don't know. Cause I'd work the next day. I went to bed at like quarter past 10 fuming. Yeah. Absolutely fuming. And it's just like, I remember telling Zoe about it. She does not like football. She doesn't follow okay. it at all. Yeah, I'm going into it. No. And she was like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I'm just fucking players. <laughs> paid all that money. They can't even show up. Like, yeah. Yeah. I try and not get those feelings as much anymore because yeah. I used to, again, I used to the look at it. The problem is now they're quite good. Yeah. But that's almost worse because when they have a bad performance, yeah. you look at it like, why are you doing this? You know, I, I saw what you could do a couple of days ago. I every game expecting them to win now. Yeah. I'm like, I will win. And that's the thing, isn't it? Then you're just setting yourself hope, up for for, uh, for upset if it doesn't go that way. I got into football when we lost to Bayern the last time in Champions oh, League. Because yeah. that was seven years. Yeah. That's when I got into it. Well, it was a good time to get into it because it had been pretty miserable before then, I can tell you, for quite a long time as well. Yeah, I know, but we had... I said, Wenger left. Yeah. Emery. Yeah, you, again, you joined at the kind of a uh, real yeah. tough stage. Yeah. So the well done for years. sticking through it. <laughs> yeah, the banner years. Yeah. Uh, I think the thing that actually for anyone who doesn't who isn't into football but maybe might be curious and or doesn't kind of get why there's so much passion about it i would recommending some of the football based documentaries they're out there oh what um so the all or nothing ones yeah. are really good again just sport in general so i've seen some of those which i've not followed some of the american sports that much but you end up watching those type of documentaries and you see the people behind it you get to know the, the players one's really good isn't it Michael Jordan's Last Dance. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. It's really good. Really enjoyed that one. Um, I've seen, I think, most of the, all the all or nothings about clubs in this country, like the Tottenham one, which yeah. it was actually... I didn't see that. It was I yeah, it was watch that. Yeah, I wanted to see it just because, well, it was out before the Arsenal one anyway. They did badly, so... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> it was guilt-free content, that one. My, um, um, one of my best mates who I used to live with was like a massive Tottenham fan when they were really good and it was just Bless horrible him. to live with him. Horrible. Yeah. And they didn't have any trophies to show for no, though. So it was, luckily. Exactly. Where, uh, and then actually some of the other ones which like Drive to Survive, stuff That's like good. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they are good because I say, you just get to see the people behind it. Um, you get to see, especially in the all or nothing ones, you get to see the players with their families and you yeah. do see them more as humans as opposed yeah. to just superstar footballers yeah, and all true. that stuff. So that's, yeah, that's how <clears throat> my partner got into it. And yeah, I think without that, sometimes if you just turn up and watch the game, you, you just watch it thinking, oh, it's just yeah. like 11 guys, you 11 guys. And yeah. And, and it, it takes like, people just think like, it's an easy job. Like they are like, absolutely like, the pressure they're under and how hard you must have to work to be a, a professional footballer now. Yeah, the it's, absolute, yeah, it's a tiny percentage of all yeah, people that you, play football. And I, and I know they're doing something they love, but they get probably like two weeks off a year. They never get to drink. They can't go anywhere without paps. That's why I kind of respect Jack Grealish for his Getting take on smashed. it. So After if that's the, what you enjoy doing, which obviously he does. Yeah. And in last summer, obviously it was quite well publicised. He was out there pictured you know, for about two weeks, he's just coming out of bars, coming out of clubs. Clearly, yeah, had a had a crazy night. But then, when he had to turn up for training, he's back. He's back in yeah. the England squad and just gets on with it. You know, okay, fair enough. Yeah, probably not a, a good way to look after your body to go through those intense. He's not had a great season. Either. He's not had a good season after it, so maybe he's paying the price for it. But it, it, yeah, it must be tough just not to be able to have a normal life. Yeah, as such. Yeah, people don't think of it like that. You know. Like, you can't even pop into the supermarket, could you? Yeah. I mean, you've got all that money, which is great, but you can't live a normal life. Yeah, and again, when they then do things, obviously Marcus Rashford's stuff quite recently was in the yeah. press. He went to Belfast for that night out. Yeah. Uh, interesting choice of place to go. He's crashed but... his car recently as well, hasn't it? <sighs> it looked like, it looked like the worst night out ever, by the way. I heard, like, a commentary about it. Did you, what, have you seen that? What was that on? Uh, yeah, someone had shared it. I'm trying to think what, it was a YouTube channel. Um, that had shared it. Didn't he have like an argument with his girlfriend and throw her out? So basically, to kind of summarise, he flew to Belfast, Yeah. hired at, you know, stayed at a really nice hotel, like the penthouse suite or yeah. wherever it was. Then 
uh, went to a restaurant for a meal, which I believe they were just, they'd like hide out the top floor of an Italian yeah. restaurant. The, someone who was there as a guest basically said they were passing around a bottle of tequila around the table with a Bluetooth speaker. Yes. Yeah, doesn't it. sound like a great, no, it sounds like the sort of thing awful. someone does when, like, I don't know, can first go out or something. And then they went to a nightclub, which my brother's friend who actually lived in Belfast said is a real, like a crap dive. nightclub, a real dive. Yeah, like the like just the, the last place you would go for a night out. And Marcus Rashford could have gone anywhere. Yeah. And then he just got absolutely hounded by people in there taking pictures. So he left and then went back to the hotel, had an argument with his girlfriend and then got put to bed after he passed out. And then flew back to Manchester and got a 650 grand fine for turning up to training late. It's just, could it be a worse night out? That club is in the state. Like, he would never play for Arsenal again. Arteta yeah. like, kick him out of the club. Yeah. It? Yeah, it's... It's like Aubameyang was a day late from seeing his ill mum. Yeah. Banished. <laughs> without permission. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... I don't know, it's... It must be tough, and I can see why. Like mentally, it's... I know people don't give a crap about like mental health for footballers, but I, I, I'd struggle. Yeah, I think to try and main to try and maintain a try and maintain it as normal life as possible, and try and just see your family, see your friends, without also feeling are oh, the people around me just you know wanting to hang on for the money and all that side of yeah. things. It must raise a lot of questions about your social life. Paranoid. Yeah. So. Yeah, it must be tough, especially relationships. Can you imagine you meet someone and they know you're a famous footballer? Yeah, how do you know they're not? How do you know they're not just there for the money, for example? Yeah, Yeah. so that's true. Yeah, not an easy one. But then we never have to worry about though, mate. Oh well, Well, you played last night, didn't you? (laughs) You know, there's for anyone that's played football, there's a moment where the reality you look at your age and you go, yeah, definitely never going to become professional now. When you're younger, oh, well, maybe, you know, Ian Wright didn't start until he was 21 or whatever. Jamie Vardy, you know, was yeah. still playing non-league, non-league at 24. Yeah, No, definitely never going to happen. No, no. Yeah. I actually have another uh, topic for later on about um, why elite sport can make us feel like it's too late to get in shape, but we'll cover that another yeah. day. Yeah, that, that sounds good. be a cool one to go with. Definitely. Cool. I think we should leave that one there. Um, thanks anyone that is still listening I'm sure there's hundreds of people still listening thousands don't forget to subscribe and uh, yeah I don't know how else it works at the minute but subscribe so you don't miss any more episodes subscribe follow whatever buttons you've got exactly Exactly. and uh, we'll speak to you next time